Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, a good morning at you. It's the 25th of September, 2019, a, a big day in American politics, judging from everything that's popping <laughs> right now. Uh, Nancy Pelosi finally doing what she was clearly loath to do, uh, events having or taken her resolve not to uh, not to go this route. Uh, already we're hearing uh, the usual attempts at media to suggest that this is too soon, too sudden, politically. I actually heard, who was it? I had on CNN this morning, David Gregory said this could ensure President Trump's re-election. <laughs> uh, okay. Listen, I, I have no coherent thoughts on, on, on this. I'm taking it all in... Uh, as as you are, um, I do want to say this. I, I do worry always about uh, Democrats' ability to, I don't know, to not play tough enough, I guess is how I'll put it. Um, for, for one thing, um, I'm worried that they could get... Uh, again lose the the battle today of perception um in that the white house is of course for all i know at this moment uh releasing the transcript of the call that created this uh impeachment inquiry and that was the call, of course, between Trump and the Ukrainian president in which, um, I mean, oh, it is out? Wait, uh, the uh, somebody send me, I just got a little blurb uh, from the New York Times of what the transcript says. Here's what I want to make clear. The transcript is in all likelihood not unlike William Barr's uh, report that he released prior to actually letting anyone see the Mueller report. And in doing that, he downplayed, even misled, mischaracterized uh, uh, Mueller's conclusions in that report and uh, essentially gave the president a pass. And media picked up on that, and that was what everyone was talking about. And in fact, that became a, a narrative that was hard to then upend, uh, even as we saw, in fact, much, much more of the report. There is, this transcript is based on um, notes taken during a call, in all likelihood. Um, and I would imagine, since it is coming out of the Oval Office, <laughs> uh, 
that things that might be uh, clearly damning will not be included or will be fudged. So I think the reason Trump was willing uh, to release this uh, transcript is because this creates an opportunity for the White House to uh, form a narrative to make it look like the Democrats overreached and uh, the spin uh, begins. That's, uh, that's, my, that's my guess. Um, the fact is it, it would be much better if we could just see the whistleblower's complaint, which we should have seen or certainly the the Congress should have seen, by law, by now. I'm just understandably uh, concerned about Republicans playing the game that is politics better than uh, the Democrats do. We have a caller. Caller? Go ahead, please. Hi. Hey, Lynn, it's Mike in D.C. Hi, Mike. Um, apparently, the White House is not releasing the transcript. They're releasing a readout. And what's the difference? Which supports your argument. Oh, so okay. words have meaning only to us. But the transcript implies, I said this, he said that. I said this, he said that. Um, but this readout from what the USA Today was reporting isn't, like you said, a uh, isn't going to be a transcript. So they could put anything in there. That's correct. They could. Now, um, and yeah, go ahead. No, you go. There are no, you know, you would wonder, don't they record these calls? Well, uh, no, since a guy named Richard Nixon <laughs> regularly <laughs> recorded things in the Oval Office, uh, no president, I believe, since has, uh, has gone that route. I, I think that is true. So... No, these things are not recorded. That's all I wanted to add. But yeah. the conversation with um, Z, is his nickname in the Ukraine, okay. um, is not a good one. So we have another person on the other end who can tell us what the conversation was about also. Um, but Bill Maher said something really interesting on Friday. He predicted, because of fast, past behavior, what this... Um, well, how this will play out. He said, first, Trump says, nope, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. I never said it. I never talked to the guy. He said, stay act two. Then he said, well, I did talk to the guy, but we didn't talk about anything illegal. And then stage three, well, I talked to the guy and I did talk about stuff, but nothing I said was illegal. It's not illegal. Yeah. And that's the whole way Trump plays all of these. I didn't do it. Then we proved that he did it. And then he said, well, it wasn't illegal anyway, because the president can do or say or talk or release data, anything he wants. So it's not illegal. That's the whole dance he does. And he's going to do it here. He's already on to right. stage two of his, <laughs> of his um, craziness. Oh, God. Well, interestingly... Um, on Fox News, no, uh, no less, uh, their legal uh, chief legal uh, analyst, uh, that Judge Napolitano, um, he flat out 
said uh, that what the president has already admitted to um, in his speaking of this phone call, he says, uh, is a crime. It is a crime to solicit aid for his campaign from a foreign government. It's a crime. It is a crime akin to uh, getting help from the Russians uh, for his last run for office. So um, what the president has admitted to, because he admitted, did he not, yesterday or the day before? Yeah, we talked about Biden. Uh, that's a crime. And it's, and it's an But I wasn't trying to dig dirt up on him. Yeah. Um, right. So Napolitano said uh, the fact that he made a phone call, that he had discussions about uh, having that president investigate his uh, potential uh, rival for the 2020 uh, presidential race, um, that that is uh, what we call bribery. (laughs) You can have the money for your military aid if you do this to help me get reelected. And Napolitano on Fox News says bribery is absolutely an impeachable offense. So I yeah, and that's the that's probably where they're going to get him is if they get him at all, which they I have no hope here. But I mean, a little I have a little hope. <laughs> um, they're going to get him that he said withhold um, the four hundred yeah. billion, and right. the excuses they're making now for that. Yeah are as crazy as the thought that he didn't talk about Biden to gather on him. Like once he's, they're all over the board. They're all over the board. What was the first one? Yeah. We were talking about uh, corruption in the call was about corruption, right? Initially. Right. Then he said, yeah, we talked about Biden. Then there was another reason. Oh, the call was about, the fact that the Europeans aren't uh, paying their fair share, something like that, he decided... No, no, that's not the reason. That that wasn't the reason for the call. Okay. That was the reason that he withheld the money. Oh, I see. Was because the European Union wasn't pitching in. Which, in fact, is a... It's a a bald-faced lie. But the European Union wasn't... They've given more than we have. Right. Fifteen right, but that billion his, dollars. That's his argument. But his argument is is a lie, and it's a verifiable lie. I don't know. This could, that's worked for him before. It sure as hell has. We keep hearing that the Democrats do think that because all of this um, happened uh, within a few days, that it's a phone call that the average American can understand what the crime is here. It's not as convoluted as the Mueller report stuff. But we'll see. The the fact and is... Maybe, maybe, Nancy, maybe Democrats have learned. Maybe they say, oh, wow, we got to jump on these scandals one at a time. Or maybe they're just scared because Biden may not be the candidate. That is so true. So who else is he digging dirt up on illegally? Pocahontas. Yeah, he can't win fair and square. Right. We know that. Yeah. No Republican can win fair and no, square. No, they cheat. So right. they got to cheat. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, uh, things are uh, 
I don't know. Things are going to get interesting. Do you have any hope? Do I have any hope? Mm-hmm. Um, no. My my sense is one of dread. <laughs> I have to tell you, if I was just trying to see, what is it I'm feeling? And it's dread. Because? I just can't. I mean, this has been such, I'll pardon the expression, shit show from day one, from the inaugural crowds to the point we're at now, and I just can't imagine. We're not in normal times. I just, there's a sense of, I just have a sense of dread about what rabbit will get pulled out of what hat, what's going to happen. I don't know. It doesn't negate. It is a bit like hope. I mean, it's possible that in this dreadful uh, period we are entering that it, it will end up with a, uh, the proper conclusion, meaning the impeachment and, incredibly, the conviction of uh, Donald Trump. You know, the other thing I was thinking is if uh, the House uh, impeaches him, the Senate even with Mitch McConnell, he can't get around this, has to have a trial, right? And right. they have to have a vote. And that right. will be happening right before the election. A ton right. of those Republican senators are up for re-election, right? Right. Um, some of them might, you know, and we don't know where what the American public at that point, where they'll be. So there'll be a lot of political calculations being made, and it could be you'll have a closer vote than what we would think would be possible today. I don't know. Or, more importantly, all of the senators who have to vote, who have to bow to the king, Yes. Or the chosen one, as Susan calls him, yeah. will then be on on tap for have bowing to the king, right. even though um, it, it appears to be The king will um, be deposed. Treason. The king will be deposed right. by the people overwhelmingly. And if the king right. is voted out overwhelmingly, those senators that ally themselves with him could go down with him. Right. So even if not, yeah. maybe them having to vote will be enough of a switch to get some of those senators, Republican senators, to lose. Because the truth is, even if we win the White House, if Moscow Mitch is still in charge of the Senate, yeah. nothing will get done. Nothing will get done. Nothing. What I don't know is, is it possible at all, even playing not by the rules as is his habit, that that McConnell could stall the uh, a, a trial um, after impeachment. I I, I just I, I don't think he can, but I you wouldn't think he could do most of what he has done because he doesn't right. care. Right, Moscow Mitch already things. got rid of Garland, right? Yeah. yeah. And when that happened, I thought surely yeah. they can't stall for nine months. Yeah. And he did. Right. So, yeah, Moscow Mitch is the problem, even more than the president, because we can get rid of the president, but we can't get rid of Moscow Mitch unless we get 51 senators or 50 in the president. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, boy. Well, it's going to be um, interesting. You're hopeful? Just a tad hopeful. <laughs> okay. um, I actually read an article today where the where the chosen one's name was mentioned, which is, you know, unique for me. I usually avoid it like, like um, the plague. But I read an article today where the chosen one's name was mentioned, and I didn't melt. Well, there. You know? Yeah. Actually, uh, Milton has just sent me the tr- the unclassif the the transcript. No, what do they call it? Memorandum. Memorandum. Memorandum of telephone conversation with President Zelensky of Ukraine. Um, uh, the, In other words, my side of the conversation. That's right. Declassified. What I think I it said. says declassified by order of the president, September twenty fourth, two thousand nineteen. And I'm just going through it very quickly, and it just looks like a friendly phone call. Congratulations. Like what? Well, the according to this, Trump says congratulations on a great victory. Blah blah blah. Then Zelensky, you're uh, blah blah blah. We did win big. Uh, it's true. You need to be. Then Trump says, "I would like you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot, and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say crowd strike. I guess you have one of your wealthy people." The server, they say Ukraine has it. I don't know what this, any of this means. There are a lot of things that went on, the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. I would like to have the attorney general call you, and I would like you to get to the bottom of it. As you saw yesterday, that whole nonsense ended with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller, an incompetent performance. But they say a lot of it started with Ukraine, Whatever you do, it's very important that you do it. Okay, now, what he's talking about and what he and Giuliani have been wanting to do is they think that um, the Democrats, and they're even drawing Soros into this, at least Giuliani is, right, that somehow Soros, Clinton, Hillary... Um, were mucking about in Ukraine trying to get dirt on Manafort. I mean, this is what the this is what the right Giuliani and the right wingers are going to counter with. I know it makes no sense, but that seems to be what he's talking about. He wants he wants him to go after. I don't know. Zelensky says. Uh, Nothing in particular. He's saying blah, blah, blah. He reports that Zelensky said. Okay, that's true. And then they have Zelensky saying, I will personally tell you that one of my assistants spoke with Mr. Giuliani. And by the way, that's the first time Giuliani's name comes up. Just recently, and we are hoping very much that Mr. Giuliani will be able to travel to Ukraine and we will meet once. I just wanted to assure you once again that you have nobody but friends around us. I will make sure that I surround myself with the best and most experienced people. I also want to tell you we are friends. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I guarantee as the president of Ukraine that all the investigations will be done openly and candidly. 
And then Trump says, good, because I heard you had a prosecutor who was very good, and he was shut down, and that's really unfair. Uh, and that's who he's, he's saying, Biden shut this other prosecutor down. A lot of people are talking about that, says Trump, the way they shut your very good prosecutor down, and you had some very bad people involved. Mr. Giuliani is a highly respected man. He was the mayor of New York City, a great mayor, and I would like him to achieve a unique success. I'm able to tell you the following. The first time you called me to congratulate me when I won, and the second time you are now calling when my party won the parliamentary election. Oh, I can't tell who's that. I think I should run more. Okay, I don't know where this is going. That's the president laughter, blah, 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 blah. I don't know, so I, I, I don't know what to tell you here. I don't like reading this kind of thing on the fly. Um, but here's the well, other here's point. To here's the other point. Yeah. Rudy Giuliani yeah. does not in any way work for the United States of America. That he would be involved in talking to heads of state. He's the president's private lawyer. He's Donald Trump's lawyer. He is not President Trump's lawyer. He is Donald Trump's lawyer. And he does not have, this should be happening from the State Department or something. The fact that he's got Giuliani here doing this dirty work and this skullduggery makes sense because the State Department wouldn't in all likelihood uh, be as willing to do something like what Giuliani's been up to. No, th what they released here is a bunch of hoo-ha. Are you... Yeah, and my thing is, my thing is, as you're reading this, I keep thinking that someone had to translate this. This wasn't, um, this wasn't in English, probably, his side of the conversation. So there was a translator involved who mm -hmm. knows what really was said. And there's also um, Z in the Ukraine who knows what was said. And I wonder if they have a tape recording of the conversation. That's true. The Ukraine is stuck here. They don't know what to do. They're worried about themselves. They've got, you know, they're fighting Russians for their survival. Um, but they certainly don't want a Russian tool to yes, be the president of the United States. Th that is true, but they're not going to get another president for uh, over a year, if they do. And so they've got a... I, I just... <laughs> well, Trump I, said he already made the payments. See, we made the payments. We made the payments. Oh, here's something. Oh, wait, so, Nancy, wait, wait, wait. It's I, your move. How are you going to respond? Wait, wait. Here's Zelensky saying, uh, I would also like to thank you for your great support in the area of defense. We are ready to continue to cooperate for the next steps to buy more javelins from the United States. Um, then there's things that are clearly taken out because all of a sudden it says, call you. I will ask him to call you. Oh, this sounds like Trump. I will ask him to call you. He's talking about Giuliani, along with the Attorney General. Rudy very much knows what's happening, 
and he is a very capable guy. If you would speak to him, that would be great. The former ambassador from the United States, the, our, our ambassador to Ukraine, the woman, was bad news. And the people she was dealing with in the Ukraine were bad news. So I just want to let you know that. The other thing, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the attorney general would be great. Biden went around bragging that he stopped the prosecution. So if you can look into it, it sounds horrible to me. Um, so, boy, this Barr. Barr is willing to do anything Trump asks him to do. So here's where he's talking about Biden's, Biden's son and how much he wants him to see Rudy. And then he he disses the the U.S. ambassador to Ukraine who was yanked out of the, there summarily by Trump, I don't think very long ago. She was pulled out. She'd been there. She was a life. She'd been, you know, a, she was a pro. She'd been there for, for over two years. He yanked her out probably because she wouldn't do Trump's bidding. God almighty. So here he is saying that his own ambassador, that woman, was bad news. There's a lot of talk about Biden's son. And then you want to hear, what? so after he gets done with Biden's son and bad news, here's what this poor, <laughs> this poor president, and I say poor president because, by the way, do you guys know that this guy has no political experience at all, the Ukraine president? He's a comedian. Are you He's aware? No, he wasn't a comedian. He was on. He was a television star of a comedy show. And Sound he played. Yes, and he played a teacher who somehow goes viral. Statements he makes against corruption go viral, and he becomes like this big to do. And this guy was just an actor playing him. And so he gets elected to really be the president. How much different is that? So here you got two television <laughs> show stars talking to each other, neither of whom know anything about geopolitics. Isn't that something? But we know one is corrupt. We don't know about the other. No, we don't know about the actor. We know that, one. The actor. Anyway, right. so he gets, this is where Trump, as much as they're telling us that he says, yeah, we, that ambas our ambassador, that woman, blah, 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 a lot of talk about Biden's son, Biden getting rid of that really good prosecutor, who, by the way, nobody says was a good prosecutor. The EU wanted the prosecutor. Everybody wanted him out because he was not going after the corruption. But here you have Donald Trump, proxy for Vladimir Putin, <laughs> Ukraine's biggest enemy seeing things somehow like Putin would see them. Then this poor actor president, this accidental president in the Ukraine, says this to our accidental president. I want to tell you about the prosecutor. First of all, I understand and I am knowledgeable about that situation. Since we have won the absolute majority... 
in our parliament, the next prosecutor will be 100% my person, my candidate, who will be approved by the parliament and will start in September. We or she, he or she, will look into the situation, specifically into the company that you mention in this issue. The issue of the investigation of the case is actually the issue of making sure to restore the honesty. So we will take care of that and we'll work on the investigation. See, this guy is saying, we're going to do things by the book here with my guy in charge. And then he says, on top of that, I would kindly ask you, if you have any additional information that you can provide to us, it would be helpful for our investigation. Um... With regard to the ambassador to the United States, oh my God, as far as I recall her name, it was Ivanovich. Yeah, it was. It was great that you were the first one who told me that she was a bad ambassador because I agree with you. Her attitude towards me was far from the best as she admired the previous president. She would not accept me well enough. And then Trump says, well, she's going to go through some things. What the hell does that mean? I will have Giuliani give you a call. And I'm also going to have Attorney General Barr call. What is Barr doing talking to a foreign head of state? He is a, a domestic actor, a, a head law enforcement officer of the United States. We are going to have Attorney General Barr call, and we will get to the bottom of it. I'm sure you will figure it out. I heard the prosecutor was treated very badly, and he was a very fair prosecutor. So good luck. Your economy is going to get better and better, I predict. You have lots of assets, incredible people, blah, blah, blah. Unbelievable. So who knows? This is not the whole thing, and this is... Uh, Wow. So the next move is Nancy Pelosi's, and she, is she smart enough to learn from the Bill Barr, um, from the Mueller investigation, and not let the Bill Barr letter stand out? Maybe. She's certainly smart. So let's hope. Anyway, that's what I got. I got to go because um, we have uh, Ryan Dito standing by to uh, come in. But thank you. Oh, good. Thank I you like for um, yeah for help helping me through this. I appreciate it. Bye. Hello, Ryan. Anytime. Bye. Bye. Hello. Okay. So, have you seen this? What they put out? What did something happen yesterday? All right. <laughs> get, get, get over here a little more. Anyway, uh, it, it's just a lot of you know. I, oh, is this the transcript? Well, supposedly, oh, yeah, but you can't believe a goddamn thing. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I was just texting my friend. He said, like, oh, it doesn't even look like it's the full thing. There's so. no way it is. Yeah. And, but he does, I mean, he's, it's, it, it, it sounds like Trump. Yeah. Because he's a, it yeah. sounds like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> right. His cadence, his yeah, way, the, the whole way, thing. His, his, yeah, his where sentences. he does it very yeah. bad, very yeah. bad. Yeah. He yeah. heard very bad. Yeah. I heard you had a prosecutor who was very good, and he was shut yeah, down. Yeah, it's, it's always good and And that's bad. really unfair, yeah. the way they shut down. The, they have some very bad people involved. Yeah. 
Giuliani's yeah. a highly respected man. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Setting him up. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> and what I was pointing out, which I think people forget, this this uh, Zelensky mm-hmm. is a uh, he has no background in uh, politics, okay. geopolitics, anything. Okay. He was. A television actor oh. on a show playing a school teacher, an idealistic school teacher who, who has a tirade against corruption, and it's filmed by his students, winds up online, goes viral, and propels him into the presidency. Oh, wait, 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 wait. So he wasn't an actor? He was actually just a school teacher? That, like, a no, viral no, no, video? no. He was, he was an actor playing a school teacher who becomes the president of Ukraine. In the show. In the show. So he's like Martin Sheen or something. or Who like, actually then, as if, yeah, Martin Sheen be, from the West Wing, yeah. as, if, as if we then said, you know, this guy is great. Let's <laughs> yeah. make, elect him president. It's exactly that. I can see that So it says here, the show was a comedy. Yeah. But the message of fighting the wheeling and dealing proved so popular that this actor who's playing the president of Ukraine started a political party named after the program. Wow. His, his party is the name of the program. The Boy Meets Servant, World Party. Servant of the People. <laughs> Servant of the People Party. And then he won the next election. Maybe maybe if Trump is impeached, he'll just start a new party called the Celebrity <laughs> Apprentice Party, and then he'll also just win again. You know, this world, <laughs> what this says is this world is... This is where... Demo- I mean, if people are so... Gullible. Yes, they are. It obviously Extremely. the U, enough the people in the United States were yeah. to elect Donald yeah. Trump. Yeah, the people of Ukraine should be embarrassed. People electing. I mean, they people elect, of the UK they were gullible too. I mean, UK they believed they too. believed in the Brexit vote, which is I a know, disaster so at this point. What the like, hell? It's. It's a, you know, we, I think all of our, all of our uh, time here always devolves into the, the problem of the media, but it, it, it is a huge, well, it's a problem of media and I think it's probably education, right? Like we're not, we're not educating our people enough to be critical thinkers. Exactly to, what know. I was going to say. Yes. We know people don't know how to think anymore. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know if they ever did. I think it's like a combination of the fact that we haven't, we haven't caught up with how quickly media has evolved, you know, like we we need to be. We are more educated than we used to be. But right? we're like not l- media not literate. Enough. Exactly. Like not enough. Like I not have called enough. for. I swear, anyone who's listened to me on the radio for thirty years knows that thirty years ago, I was saying, the most important class, and it should be started in kindergarten, is media literacy. Yeah. And it should be throughout the curriculum. Uh, absolutely. Because, and especially now, when I started that, I was just talking about television. Yeah. We didn't even have this crapola <laughs> yeah, yet. That's the thing, right? Because it, it, it exploded so quickly. Because you're right, we did just have radio and television. And, and I could see know, that people you know, weren't. And also newspapers. People weren't literate about television and oh, like definitely. where the news ended and you know commentary began yes or where the news ended and I mean, even Fox commercial content that. began yes there was people can't no even tell ads i mean no. ads influence people. there's a reason why people right. buy suvs that they don't need it's because of ads no you know no, no it's true like, they don't know they're being played and constantly played and i 
I have to tell you, I defer a lot to my my son um, about media literacy now, yeah. but I. But I taught him from the minute he was a kid. I, when If we were watching TV together, yeah. I did make sure yeah, he well, that's understood. Good. That's good. And now he's ahead of me in the game yeah. because he understands he's, more about yeah, social the, media. The yeah. But God. I mean, my parents didn't teach me this stuff. I've, I've had to teach them, like, at, like going back, being like, hey, like, you know, I think my mom's pretty good at it. She's a little bit more skeptical. Well, I was my... in, you know, I was in the business. Yeah. And I'll tell you, some of the people who schooled me were politicians. Um, I remember there was a politician, a senator from <laughs> Wisconsin, Bill Proxmire. Okay. And he came out with, he was very media savvy. He mm -hmm. came out with this thing called the Golden Fleece Awards, where he would, he would go to the media and say, look at what the Pentagon is spending money on. And he would give these, you know, he would talk about yeah. the absurdity yeah never took a dime yeah. from any anybody but i don't even think he took donations from people uh -huh. he didn't he was this weird guy you would bump yeah. into him all over he yeah. just probably shook everyone's hand in yeah. the state yeah um i was interviewing him once and the photographer was setting up and proxmire says to the photographer uh no um, I don't, please drop your camera yeah. lower. Yeah. He wanted, and I, yeah. I was fascinated. He wanted that camera so that when he was, the picture of him, yeah. he, we would be looking up at him. Yeah. The more like, well, I never thought of, favorable, no, like, yeah, yeah. I never thought of such a thing, but he was smart enough to know, I don't want you to look, I don't want to be diminished. Yeah. Yeah. I want to yeah, look. Yeah, like, right. like, like, like he's dominating over so the So little things like yeah, that that yeah. You don't, people don't think about. How the oh, angle totally. you shoot yeah. a person. Yeah. You can diminish somebody. You can elevate somebody. Yeah. And it plays on your head yeah. unconsciously. Oh, totally. Yes. And, yeah. you know, and you people in the media are aware of this stuff. And they know. I mean, we all know. Like we can use a certain picture of somebody in a That's certain right. way that makes it look like they're an idiot, an idiot or something, right. even though it's just like it's a, literally like a nanosecond that we right. just like take a a, right. a, a, a a photo of, and yeah, and and all those things are used, and now it's just the level of of um, so much information that you're right. Like we do. We we need people to be like oh that doesn't sound true. We need people to read even even a uh, even a Washington Post article or even With a city paper a article level of <laughs> the, skepticism. the skepticism that says oh I don't know about that and then challenge those people. But it has to be from a place it, you have to challenge from a place of of actual skepticism and not just like shouting catchphrases or or, or right. calling them communist or, or 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 whatever. And and so it is yeah and so. Yeah, we don't know what's going to come out with this. Luckily, the Democrats have been probably smarter on how they're going after this, and they're not just going to be like they, from the get-go, have said, we want the full transcript, we want the full complaint, you know? Whereas, So that kind of actually primes the media, too, to be like, oh, well, no, we need the full complaint. We're not just going to jump You know, but when you have 24-hour you know. uh, coverage on these cable networks and they have to fill... It ain't easy filling 24 hours. So you invite people 
who you, and then you and gotta fill and we talk and they speculate yeah. and they bring up this yeah. and that because you fill the time that way. The 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 punditry of media is just one of my least favorite things like of the last like 20 30 right. years Me like and I, and I mean that sports media All of I it. mean that entertainment media I mean that you know political media right. it's just it's it's basically what people would be doing at the bars or at the water cooler just BSing you know, like 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 putting that out that's into right. to As be a legitimate a, right. thing I like, remember I had a friend who was a commissioner on the FCC um during uh Lyndon Johnson's <laughs> tenure uh-huh. and I remember him saying when CNN started up in these and he said, you know, this could really do in newspaper journalism. Yeah. And I said, what are you talking about? He said what he was talking about was they began plucking uh, reporters yeah. and putting them on TV to yeah. fill this gaping maw of time yeah and so it used to be nobody knew who any of these bylines they didn't know what they looked like they didn't know who they were never heard them talk yeah they were yeah yeah anonymous not anonymous but they were people you didn't know yeah they were doing their job of seeking out information and informing you yeah and what cable news did is made them celebrities, yeah. made them television yeah. stars, and that that's corrupting. Yeah, well, and it's even it's, corrupting. it's even worse now because a lot of these people that are just coming on to talk about the news aren't even the journalists anymore. You know, they're well, basically they, just like Paula. They're like Rick Santorum, like Rick Santorum. Like like, who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah. The pe- yeah. You know, the people who knew him best—that'd be us in yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah. We sent him past. Yeah. <laughs> Why should CNN be saying it? Listen to this guy. Yeah, he knows what yeah, he's talking uh, about. Uh, oh, you mean the guy who got trounced yeah. like, in his last election, in his most recent election? So maybe he would have been a good person to talk to when he was a senator, and when he did obviously get talked to a bunch because he was a senator, right? Because he was maybe what the voters wanted then. But then after he got trounced, like completely annihilated, like... Then maybe Why that's he, like uh, that may, is, maybe that's like oh maybe he's not a good person to talk to but it's just yes and and we just get into this point where it is hard for us to just look at like say the you know this transcript and determine what we think about it and 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 have experts help explaining things but not necessarily be like oh Rick what do you think you oh know oh. every time I see, yeah it's a quick turn off for me yeah hey I just want to change the subject for yes, a minute because it's funny okay it's a funny media story I, it reminded me of i saw that they're exhuming uh francisco franco the body okay you know do you know of him is that the person because you're so old I'm trying no, to no. Fra- generalissimo francisco franco spanish-american civil war oh, okay. the 30s yes no i don't remember that. the abraham lincoln brigade americans okay. went over and okay. they and they fought he was a fascist. Oh, Franco. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, yes. The, 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 this was like a precursor Spanish, to Spanish what we fascism. were seeing. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. What, this, this yeah. was like the canary yes, in the coal mine right. about Adolf oh, Hitler's yeah, that rise, was like, Mussolini's rise, um, all of that. Uh, Hemingway wrote about that yes, war well, a lot, right? Yeah, because he went. He yeah, was one of the right. Americans who went. Now. Okay. Yes, okay. Generalissimo Francisco Franco, a horrible, horrible human being who created this blood letting, just unbelievable in Spain, um, 
Anyway, while he was the Generalissimo, he built this huge underground basilica. Okay. Where he was to lie. Okay. <laughs> once he was egos. gone. Yeah. Now, when he was dying, he lived a long time. I can't imagine when I don't I don't remember when he died. But I mean the reason the story they're exhuming him because there are enough people now who are saying, Why the heck should he be buried? Get him yeah. the hell yeah. out of there. Yeah. And stick him, bury him with his family someplace. Yeah. But get him. This yeah. should not be. Or like put him on Corsica, like they did with a. Yeah, right. Just you know, get him the hell out of here. But it reminded me of one of the funniest stories I'd ever heard about local television news. Okay. When Franco was dying, uh, he was one of those people who it took forever to die. Okay. So every. Every, I mean, for months on the news, oh, there gosh. would be. And General Lissimo Francisco Franco is uh, sick. Very sick. <laughs> yes, he's still dying. Uh, every and it was like, uh, it became my Franco almost update. like, you know, if, if there were Bill Maher and these other joke shows, yeah. now, they would just be having a field day with yeah. him. And there was a woman anchor, and I think it was. I don't know. She wasn't at four. It might have been two or 11. I don't know. Her name was Beverly Byers. And she's the one who said something so unbelievable. She said, Generalissimo Francisco Franco has taken a turn for the worse. He's dead. <laughs> 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 and her co-anchor at the time was a guy named Adam Lynch, who I later worked with. And Adam would tell that would tell that story so often because he's sitting there next yeah. door, and it was like, "What the?" <laughs> it's having, it's taking in the, fact, the ultimate he's turn. Dead. Yeah, the, right. The ultimate turn for the worst. <laughs> That was um, there was a actually that reminds me there was a recent viral video of a a, a KTLA uh, a newscaster and doing a report from Anaheim in Orange County and um, sorry this is in California and uh, she said something like um, we tried to reach out to the to the dead person and couldn't get comment ah, or something oh, like that God. it was just like are you uh, kidding me I can understand because like that's like, like you know that job like going out in the field and like doing the thing there's like a lot of pressure to like say the You're right just thing dabbling. and you I basically know, yeah, yeah. you basically have to like write down and like memorize this thing like really quickly you know and clearly like she just like screwed up but uh, yeah when you do that obviously it's gonna like get shared on social media because it's really funny but uh, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> so you you have sympathy for this I have yeah I have sympathy right. for the you know on-field reporters that's a I mean I I don't like the system of how TV news is where they just feel like they need to put in like you know right. 40 stories in 30 minutes but um was I telling this did I tell this story the other day this is embarrassing um um one of my favorite things I think I did did I tell about uh uh the reporter who was doing uh recording she wasn't live she was recording a stand-up Okay. And um, her name was Susan Brozick, and she worked at uh, WTAE-TV. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was doing the stand-up, and it was a serious story about pollution in some river that she okay. was standing next to. And she started, you know, and so the uh, Department of Environmental... Mm -hmm. And a dog, this happy dog, 
with a with a stick or a bu- bu- in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Comes like running down running down the side of the river toward her. Oh, what I got? And she cracks up and of course stops. And and then it was a it was like a golden retriever at some point. Yeah. And so she she takes the stick out, it plays with them for a second, and then throws it, and then turns to the camera and starts up. So uh, this is and of course, of course, the dog comes <laughs> rushing back. That's what those dogs like to they're do. They're retrievers. That, that's and their so favorite activity. She starts laughing again, and and she like really tries to throw it, uh-huh. and then tries to do it real fast. <laughs> yeah. And so, <laughs> and I, I, I saw this stuff. That now that stuff ends up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. And yeah. The only thing that people yeah. see are the one where the yeah. dog doesn't yeah. come running. Yeah. Up. So I took that and and just had a field day with it. <laughs> the best stuff is always the stuff on, yeah, the, that's on right. the cutting that's room right. I uh, totally agree. floor. Mark says, I remember describing the Trump administration as the gong show. It's no longer funny. Like you, I have no idea how this is going to wind up. Regardless, there's no choice for any person with integrity and a sense of right and wrong. Impeachment must proceed to do otherwise is not an option damn the torpedoes right <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I, I think a lot of us i mean a lot of lefties uh were like okay l- let's do this months ago you know because there was so much yeah. stuff but and I, I think i heard nancy pelosi say yesterday too that like this is the most digestible and understandable well, she thinks thing. It's understandable. Yes, and I and I it's and a and phone I, call. And it's I tend a, to agree yeah, with her. Like yeah, this is extremely digestible and understandable. Right. It doesn't need to get into the weeds. It's basically this and this. You can play that on a thirty-second right. bite, and people can understand what here's what a president Trump is of the United States yeah. asking a foreign head of state yes. to help him get dirt on uh, his possible uh definitely know, his chief political and, uh, rival this and morning. that is on its face even the legal guy on uh, on fox news napolitano said yeah it's it, it's uh it's a crime it's an impeachable yeah. crime <laughs> i'm sorry uh, duh, uh yeah that. No, uh, no that's yeah, it is, no it lays you can't there. do that i don't think trump realizes you can't do that yeah because remember when he actually said that he would ask russia if if Russia came with help or dirt yeah. on an opponent, he would take it again. Do you yes, remember? He I did, did say yes, that. I did, so yeah. he doesn't even understand that no, it's, a, it's against the law. Can we can we talk about uh, Representative but, Connor Lamb about about this? So uh, he's thing? still not he's still on the fence, to, and he yes. feels like he's like the literally the last Democrat <laughs> in the caucus to be on the fence. And I find it really interesting because Representative Matt Cartwright, who represents you know northeastern Pennsylvania, Scranton uh, area is in a more vulnerable district, and he's not a freshman. Unlike, and he's unlike gone Connor, out. But he said, said, this is, yes, I support this impeachment inquiry. So I think... Come what, on, Connor. I know what, what, but I mean, what we're talking about, it's like, if other people like, yes, this is an impeachable crime, it just feels like this is like, I mean, this has been Connor's MO since he's been elected. And it's it's like, okay, like, maybe you're testing the waters a little bit too much. Like, we know you're smart. We know he's smart, you know? Like, I think... I mean, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, but I, I, I'm surprised that he's still hedging his bets, I guess. Okay. Yeah. By the way, I'm sorry. Back to Generalissimo oh, Francisco yeah. Franco. My friend Jonathan has uh, sent me this. Generalissimo Francisco Franco is still dead. 
is a catchphrase that originated in 1975 during the first season of NBC Saturday Night, which was <laughs> not, is now called Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. So they did. They ran with it. Yeah. Because weeks long coverage it mocked the weeks long media reports of uh, his impending death. <laughs> <laughs> and it entered the yeah. I mean, people do it. So that is so her saying he's taken a turn for the worse. <laughs> <He's laughs> <dead. laughs> he died. He's dead. So uh, what do you think about this? The New York Times editorial page made a big deal about it. This that the Senate Republicans mm-hmm. yesterday unanimously voted with the Democrats in the Senate to call on the president to release to the relevant congressional committees the whistleblower's complaint. Mm. Did you know that? I, 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 I okay, did, I did they see did. that, yes. Okay, yes. so what's with that? Yeah. And the Times makes it doesn't want to make too much of it, but yeah. they say... It's got to be really the bad. The rare display of institutional solidarity yeah. in defense of American democracy may prove ephemeral. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, it can be hard to recognize turning points in the moment. Yeah. And this week... Trump's outrages seemed to be stirring lawmakers from their state of political passivity. Yeah. So the fact that every senator, yeah, everyone said no. Well, it's right there in the. But why on that? It's interesting. It must be really bad. I, I mean, I mean, some people must know what's in it, and. You know, it would be bad if there was a vote where these senators either either it's either either they know it's really bad or they they are also just like because it's just a resolution. It's like what they do, you know, that's right. But, that's right. Uh, but that know, they're willing to yes, say. But 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 I mean, like maybe they're just because they're because that vote is there. Maybe they're basically guarding against something that could be really terrible and they don't want to have a vote that says, no, I don't want this to become open because then they look like they're complicit. Right. So it is just a resolution. So maybe it was actually a safe bet for these Republicans, you know, pending what's actually in the complaint to right. to unanimously support it. I mean, I'm cynical towards no, no, all I, their I actions, would be so, too. You know? Yeah, when I heard that uh, unanimously voted for it, that means Mitch McConnell voted. Yeah, yeah. you know, I'm thinking and he gave the go ahead to everyone else. And he gave else the go ahead to, say, yeah, to do yes, it. You can so vote for this. I don't quite get that. Anyway. Um, I, I'm, this this is just for you because okay. you know you're so bothered about people not understanding uh, you know crime uh, yeah. statistics and yeah. stuff like that. Listen to this. Okay, it's not local. Okay, the percentage of murders solved in the United States has fallen from ninety one percent. They solved ninety one percent of the murders in nineteen sixty five. That's a lot. Tell me about it. Yeah. To just 61% in 2017. Wow. Which is one of the lowest clearance rates solving murder cases in the Western world. Wow. What's up? Do they do they do they elaborate? Here is what they listen to this. This is so creepy, what they say it might be. 
Some criminal justice experts theorize that this is the result of an estimated two to 4,000 active serial killers who are literally getting away with murder. Wow. Oh, that's really scary. What? Uh-oh, don't... Whoever heard... <laughs> what do you mean? They're say, they, some people are saying there's probably two to 4,000 people who are just... Killing left and right and getting away with it. Well, I serial, think I think I, I, yeah, I think I I think the I think the term serial killer is really loaded. It could just be it could mean that they're someone who's killed more than three people. And, and I don't know what. And they they've say. done it over maybe their right, lifetime, right? right? right so maybe right. they just like travel to town to town and kill somebody and <laughs> then like don't do, you know what I'm saying? I, don't know. I mean, it but is scary, but it's two also two to four thousand of them wandering around the United. Well, have murders dropped? Is there is there any context of uh, have they increased nationwide or have they decreased know. nationwide? Because I mean, then that capita, would be I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that would be. Interesting but there's that you know that. that show Mind uh, Hunter. Mind Hunter, yeah. Yeah, a shot here. That's, that's right. It's exactly about you know. Well, it's you about it's it's about it's about the 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 political or whatever the psychological psychology. Science, yeah, of, of of trying to catch people like that that are just like kind of indiscriminate killers right which are really hard to catch because most murders have 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 a, have a, a motive reason, a really a motive. clear yeah, motive something yeah. that you can yeah but these are people who just yeah Ooh, it is creepy it could be me <laughs> it could be you. got it on tape no it's not me <laughs> um okay and i have one more little fact because okay. i do get these things yeah i like your reactions Nearly 30% of Americans who make less than $40,000 a year are married. Oh. Nearly 30% okay. who make that, that's a, not a great... No, that's like rate, poverty wage. ...are married, compared with 59% of those who make more than that. In other words, people with more income are able to marry yes, is what I definitely. think it is. Yeah. And so people decry, what's happening? The family unit is... Right. Pay people! Yeah. All right? Yeah. Pay oh, people! Definitely. So they can afford a, yeah, a Pay house them, offer and maybe them services. even a child. Yeah. Yes. Free child care. You I, wonder why the marriage rate's going down? They can't. I um I visited my friends in Reno and they just had their second kid and they one of like they basically had to both take in on full time jobs one of them has to commute like an hour uh, to the capital of Nevada uh, to work and you know they're like man a lot of this is like they're paying childcare they pay eighteen hundred dollars in childcare child and that's, that's not even it. that high for them and like and like but that is so much money and it's like why. Why don't like if we want to have more kids and conservatives are the one that are consistently beating down the drum. We need to have more kids, family unit, all this other stuff. Like we clearly need to do so. We need to support, support them. Yes, it's the family. Ridiculous. It's so we are the absurd. only we we are disgusting. I'm leaving you with a quote from okay. Donald Trump yesterday. Oh, my man. I'm leading in the polls, and they have no idea how to stop me. The only way they can is through impeachment. He's not leading in any no. polls. No. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. He can just say that, and they'll print it. <laughs> uh, it is. It is. I mean, what's what's so funny is I think he was waiting. I mean, obviously he was waiting for this moment. Um, 
But you think he's happy? No, I don't think he's I happy. Don't either. I I think he's he looked, he's a spin artist. He looked really he will, rattled. He he yes. will spin every yeah. opportunity to have, and he has a network of media okay. to help him. I'm know? sorry, and it, just one more quote yeah. from him. This is to the United Nations yesterday. If you want freedom, take pride in your country. Just think, okay, critically think that right now. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. If you want know. freedom. Take pride in your country. Isn't that isn't that the opposite of freedom? Right. Just telling I, I us what know. to do. I don't even know what the hell that means. <laughs> it's a word salad. His next line: If you want democracy, hold on to your sovereignty. That's just what it doesn't make I, any sense. Every time I hear the word sovereignty, it just yeah. sounds like white nationalist. Yes. like signaling. and if you want peace, love your nation. This is nationalistic. Gobbledygook. Yeah. Gook. Gook. The future does not belong to globalists, he says. The future belongs to patriots. And I say again what I said yesterday. Globalist is a dog whistle for Jew. Definitely. And, okay, so it doesn't belong to the Jews. And liberals. It belongs to the patriots, which also says that you, a Jew is never a patriot yeah. of a country, the wandering Jew. Or, We've got a white nationalist standing in oh, front yeah. of the United Nations, our president. And I don't, unfortunately, this got sort of rolled over because yeah. of the impeachment oh, yeah. stuff. This was the most terrifying, unbelievable speech given by American an American president. Well, because Stephen Miller wrote it, you know. And that's amazing. Yeah. Guess what? He's a Jew. Yeah, yes. and and his family were immigrants too. I know that like escaped the Holocaust to Johnstown. His he's family the, have gone into protective because uh, they don't want to have anything. Oh, they to hate do his guts. Oh, they hate him. Yeah, but they they should have taken him out. <laughs> I'm saying like my head. mother last night was saying. I, we were figuring out. How, oh, I better not because the Secret Service. <laughs> send send Stephen Miller back to Johnstown. But I'm thinking though. really a, think. a 97 year old taken out. You know, going out. I said, Mom, you could go out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> Instead of just, you know, waiting to shuffle off your mortal coil, you can go down as a hero. And she was saying, How would she do yeah. that? What? <laughs> <laughs> just imagine this 97 year old woman, like, carrying out, like, like said, she's like Mission Impossible or something. Yeah, you know? Right. Like, yeah, no. She, <laughs> she she thought about it for a while. Anyway, so I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Ha 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 ha. Okay, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye bye. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.